Eyes closed, pal. I know, I'm looking for the manager. What's the matter? Find a hair in your quiche? No, I'm looking for a job. I see. You want to put a hair in somebody else's quiche? Just get canned? I'm looking. Looking for something better. Coglin's Law. Anything else is always something better. Coglin's Law? Douglas Coglin. Logical negatives. Flourished in the last part of the 20th century. Propounded a set of laws that the world generally ignored. To its detriment. Me. Ever work behind the bar? My uncle's in the business. You know how to make a red eye, Mr. What's your name? Brian Flanagan. No, I'm sorry I haven't had the pleasure as yet. What about a vodka martini with a perno float? I'm a fast learner. To throw a 400-pound psychopath out of a bar? Guess I could if I had to. What about a 100-pound ballerina that's been speeding for three days? Just open the door and let her pirouette out in the street? Well, these are just some of the tasks you'll be asked to perform, young Flanagan. This is the Upper East Side, the saloon capital of the world, big time. Are you ready for the big time young Mr. Flanagan? I think I can handle it. like to watch, Eve. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. This is Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. This is the I Like to Watch podcast now this was an unusual choice mr smith so tell us why you chose what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about tonight you know uh, we hit all of the uh classics don't we we hit all the classics sure we over should. the decades over the, the decades dragon is and we, we, classic, we, yeah. it is it is it is and we cannot we cannot miss out on the classic 1988 film cocktail now, we cannot. Why did you pick? And joining us, joining us, uh, because it's one of his favorite films. If I, if I may uh, extend that to you, uh, Mr. David Himmel. We talked about him us. a lot on the Eight Cast. Yes, this is the host on the the Literate Eight Cast. David we go. Himmel. So tell us, David, what are we talking about tonight? And give us a brief recap of the film itself. Word. Well, first. I first want to thank you guys for inviting me to this um, this podcast. It's an incredible pleasure to finally being able to um, have a podcast with with a podcaster such as Don Hall. Like it's it's really <laughs> a, a, a rare thing for me. So um, this is a special <laughs> treat. It's my only social outlet. It's the, at this point is fucking podcasting. As I, I just start a podcast yeah. with all my friends, and, and that that way I actually have conversations. It, give, it gives everybody a reason to hang out, right? It's good. No, I, I, I'm, I'm actually thrilled to be on, on this podcast because when I listen to you guys, when I listen to, to the episodes, you know, I'll, I'll often listen like while I'm running and I'm like inserting myself in the conversation because you're often 100% right or you're completely wrong or I just, <laughs> it's just a fun, so I'm, I'm really excited to like actually be on the podcast right now to tell you guys how wrong you are about this movie because this is, oh. 
Well, you know, we, we, didn't, we, didn't even, we didn't even get into it yet. Let me set it up. I, I, yeah. So we are talking about cocktail, which um, I will tell you that I don't remember the first time that I watched this movie, but I can tell you that for the majority of high school, I watched it four, three, four times a week for like two, three years in high school. Like, like I would get home. Cin- Cinemax, Cinemax, HBO, something. Yeah. Um, not well, in I, a movie I, theater. You didn't no, do no, it not in a movie theater. No, no, no. I mean, okay. Because I'm old. Like, you know, on VHS. Like, I had it on VHS at some point. You I had a tape. It. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. All right. Yeah, there was a Christmas because I was really into cocktail. And one Christmas, my mom, <laughs> my mom got me like the Tom Cruise starter pack. It was like... <laughs> It was, um, what was, what was it? That? Yeah. Days well, of Thunder. Okay. Uh, was that Days, was Days that? of Thunder, yeah. The Firm. Okay. Risky um, I don't think Risky Business was there. All Maybe the right The Vampire. All the right moves. <laughs> I think The Color what year, of Money. What year, I guess what year was this? This was like 95 back. or 96. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we and, got a and, lot of movies there. Okay, okay. But okay. she got okay. me like, like, it was like five, it was like five Tom Cruise VHSs. Sure. Which is like a big Christmas gift. I'm yeah, like, that's, holy shit, you know. That's, that's, and that's my impressive. brother Eric asked me, because it's like all Tom Cruise films. And I'm like, great, love all these films. Awesome. And my brother Eric asked me, uh, David, are you gay for Tom Cruise? And I <laughs> yeah. was like, no, I'm not. But that's a really fair question. Who's like, fine? <laughs> I'm gay for Tom Cruise, but like, yeah, did it kind did of it not it. a little I'll, bit, right? Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, why not? So let's introduce Cocktail the right way. Cocktail, it's the story of a young, horny capitalist fresh from serving his country in the U.S. Army. He embarks on a get-rich-quick scheme by applying at every New York business office while suffering through business school. When his dreams don't pan out after half a semester, he settles for (laughs) making money as a bartender at a TGI Friday's. He came in half a semester. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he forms a likely friendship with an older, more cynical, but just as confident bartender who teaches him to dazzle the customers with ice work and baffle them with bottle work, while also providing the greatest guidebook to fucking for sport and money. This movie is a Bill Dung's Roman that highlights the thrills and pitfalls of love and money in 1980s America. And for like 37 minutes of the film, Jamaica. <laughs> 24, 24 24 minutes yeah 24 yeah 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 wow that's that a, is uh, that, that is that is a, that is a hell of a fucking that is a hell of a fucking intro yeah our, i love it i love it Scotty and i our synopsis are, are like three sentences and then, and then we go into, <laughs> yeah. this no, i love it though five. we're done and that's, that's the show thank you so much for listening no. that's because this film has depth so tell oh. us about what do you think about this film? Why do you, other than it's got nostalgia effect, which Donnie and I have had that conversation a couple of times where mm. you pick movies, the last dragon that we watched live, the main reason, because it's a piece of shit. I mean, it's not a good movie, but the reason he picked it was because it had a nostalgic sort of thing. And I get that. I totally understand that. But beyond the nostalgia, why do you like cocktail? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple things. So this is why, like, I, I guess right off the bat, like the, the the shallow answer is, you know, why it's good. Well, Elizabeth Shue, 1988 Elizabeth Shue, um, Elizabeth Shue's side boob. You know the you side. Know, uh, that that's 
fair. I mean, she, she's she's so much better in so many other movies, though. No shit, right? Like, yeah. but she is. I mean, if you have like, who didn't have a crush on Elizabeth Shue at some point oh, in her heterosexual career? I, right? I still do. So, so yes. yeah, she is just so. Like, sure, she's better in other films and there's better parts for her and there's better chemistry with the actors. Fine. But her character and just, uh, you know, Elizabeth Shue, she's so approachable. Like, I, girl next I, door. Could, I could go I could go to Jamaica and, ha- <laughs> and have a thing with Elizabeth Shue. All I have to do is be a little bit charming, mm-hmm. smile a lot. And that's kind of it. And be at the right waspy resort that she's at. And save right. her friend. Yeah. Save her friend with Ipecac. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. fair. That's fair. That's fair. I oh, I, God. I, will I don't, say I don't this... want another shot. No, it'll help you throw up. <laughs> I, I don't want to throw up. Oh, oh God. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I, this was a departure for her. Uh, apparently, um, she was she was playing the girl next door parts. Um, she wasn't playing the, the like true romantic leads at this point uh, in her career. So. You know, yeah, I can see, I can see why she took it. I, 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 mean, I think there were some other. She was only twenty five years old in the film. Oh came God, out, so and that's insane. That's yeah. insane. Like to think about that. I'm, I'm forty three, right? Like we're, yeah. we're in our forties. Uh, Don is uh, seventy nine. Seventy. So like you know, um, <laughs> very well. Yeah, to think, sort of like a Tom think, Cruise version of seventy nine. You know, I mean, well, yeah, like Brian, you know, Brian, Brian Brown, Brian Brown, 79. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Let's, let's talk about like who's years old. It's it top. He's 60 fucking years old. And this, I watched it again today with Eric uh, Wilson. He hadn't seen it. So I watched Top Gun Maverick again today. And all I could think about was, you know, I just spent seven and a half years with a wife who was 14 years younger than me, who really liked to remind me a lot of how old I was. And that does start to do a number on you. You start to go, oh, I'm so fucking old. And then um, you watch Tom Cruise at 60 fucking, you know, flying fucking and riding his motorcycles and jumping off the building. Oh, shit. You go, yeah, fuck you. I mean, I'm not Tom Cruise, but I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking Wilford Brimley. Fuck off. You know what his secret is? It's Scientology. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he 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 thinks he is a fucking alien and is unstoppable. And he, I mean, based on is. his career, we can't yeah. really argue with that. I mean, maybe he fucking is. I don't know. But you, you bring I up a good point know. about like that. Um, you mentioned Brian Brown. Brian so, Brown. You know, part of what I love about this film is like the the cast. I think is just a shitload of fun. So you've got Tom Cruise oh, yeah. playing Brian Flanagan, the main character. Brian Brown as Doug. Uh, uh, Coglin, Elizabeth Chu's Jordan Mooney, Lisa Baines was Bonnie. Who, she just died like a year ago or a couple months ago. She was like, I think she was in New York and she was crossing the street and got hit by a fucking scooter and fell and like was a head like she banged her head and like died a couple days later or some shit. Like really, this like freak accident. Tom Cruise was driving the scooter, so. Yeah, he was Tom filming Cru- Mission, Tom, he was filming Mission Impossible Cruise, 74. Tom Cruise, and, Tom Cruise only rides Ducatis and BMWs. Right. I, I, I know that. <laughs> that for a fact, actually. Uh, and then, of course, you've got Kelly Lynch, um, who plays oh. the role of Pocahontas over there, waiting for everyone to notice her. Kelly Coggle. Word. Word. Uh, Gina Word. Gershon. And then... Um, Gina not, a, not a super famous actor that I know of, but Ron <sighs> Dean, who plays Uncle Pat, which is my, Dude, my favorite Ron, character in the film. Dude, all right. Ron Dean, everybody who does not know Ron Dean needs to look Ron Dean up right the fuck now. All right. And you know, you know Ron Dean. 
And I yeah, just want to point out, Ron Dean, Ron Dean is in exactly two Tom Cruise films. Oh, what's the second one? Color of Money. Oh, fucking yeah. All right. Word. Okay. Word. Yeah, I word. mean, and, and word. And literally, um, they were I, made- I, I, I also have that uh, Ron Dean was also in Risky Business. Was he? So, was he? I did not get uh, that. Detective I, Wit, Detective Bullhorn. Was, is what I have here. So yeah, Ron, Ron Dean, Ron Dean, Ron Dean has got the uh, Chicago cop uh, uh, market fucking cornered. Yeah, I mean, tavern, tavern owner. Dude, yeah. Tavern, yeah. Tavern, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just, just freaking, blue, uh, research guy. Blue, blue collar brother. I mean, he he risky business. The big score, Continental Divide. He was in by the yeah. way. Um, a Code of Silence, which was uh uh uh, uh what's his face? The uh, uh fuck, what's his name? The Choppy Saki guy. Uh, Steven Seagal. See, uh, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah, because he's terrible. Because yeah, I'm gonna say that, and it's not racist because it's Steven Seagal and he's white, and he was terrible. But that was his like claim to fame. With anyway, he was also in fucking Color of Money, uh, Above the Law, the Package, uh, the Babe, the Fugitive, Rudy. Dude's been in a shit ton of shit. You know who but Ron the, Dean is. But the anyway. crowning achievement of his career, of course, is Uncle Pat and Cocktail. Uh, you know, it is. Uh, uh, sure. It just, okay. I, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was going to go with Wild Things too as uh, the judge. But that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. The other thing that I love about this film, though, really, is the relationship between Brian and Doug. Well, I love amazing. how much. Yeah. I love amazing. how much they care for each other. And how much shade uh, they throw at one another, like post the the cell block fallout. Like I just love that relationship that they have with one another. So the it's, cell block. You knew the name of the bar. That's brilliant. I know cell everything. Block. I I bet you do. That's why you're here. I love you. I love it. I love um, it. And the soundtrack. You, the soundtrack was great. Like, um, it it my my brothers and I used to rock out to that soundtrack. Um, to the like particularly the Oh I Love You So song by Preston Smith, which. Uh, was oh, played during the Jamaica wow. love montage. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know this song. And the soundtrack wow. was a hit. It went number four on the Billboard yeah. soundtrack albums chart. And then it gave us Kokomo, which was the first hit for the Beach right. Boys. And I want to point it's out. It's 1966. Good Vibrations. I came up with God. a short list of things I love about this film, pluses, yeah. and things that I think are shit about this film, which are the minus. Yeah. Okay. And among my minuses, I, I'm, I'll just dole them out like uh, nuggets of wisdom, like uh, Coglin's Law, I mean, Hall's Law. No, uh, we're going to go through fucking Coglin's Law. Oh, we're going but, through Coglin's uh, Law. Because it's, it's, it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same but one as, of the minuses, as, as fucking Dalton. In my opinion, one of my minuses in Tavo the Dalton. is the soundtrack. I think it's a shit soundtrack. And I think Kokomo is the worst fucking song in it is a stupid song it is is stupid it's horrible it is it brought us the beach boys and john no john stamos is playing drums in the video he didn't actually record the song but he was a beach boy for a minute but it it gave us the beach boys for a moment that was it's terrible i'm just gonna i'm just gonna they went from pet sounds to that fuck you i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna, can i read a little something that i found in my research about about okay I've always felt Kokomo was a very cynical song. Maybe it's because it's the sound of giving up on former artistic ideals and just trying to make some money on novelty record. The hell with it, dude. We're going to Kokomo. But it's a great novelty record. 
divorced from the legacy of the Pat Sound Beach Boys on its own 80s postmodern terms, Kokomo rules. I also love Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. No, I'm sorry. This right. is okay. The only just... song in this entire movie that is worth listening to is "Addicted to Love," and that's the only one. Well, that's my least yes. favorite song in the whole thing. Because that really? is great. Yeah, you, you no, prefer Bobby McFerrin over I just want to point "Addicted out. to Love." <laughs> really, I don't like that version of "Addicted to Love." There's a different oh, yeah. version that isn't yeah. Robert Palmer. No, mm. like I like the Robert Palmer, and I just want to Robert Palmer. Out. I love, but the girl this version the girl I'm not a big fan of. That's fair. That's fair. The girl that stared him down at the bar. Yeah, with fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah. That she's serious. Fuck me eyes from across the Robert bar. Palmer video. She's one of the. She's one of the addicted to love chicks. Yeah, is no, that she's right? not. Is that yes. Is that a fact? Did, she just didn't have slick back hair. In yeah, the movie. that is a fact. Is that right. Oh, See, okay. Look at all right. these little nuggets that this film is bringing she us. Just, this is another another fun nugget, and this is. I wouldn't have known this at the time oh, in 1988 because it didn't exist yet. But when I was watching it in 94, um, one of the main uh, uh, customers at the Jamaica bar is, uh, what's his name? Um, da, 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 hang on, hang on. Uh, James Eckhouse, who played the dad in 90210. And like at the time when I started watching it, like 90210 was huge. The dad was like a major, you know, he's a, you know, every week actor well, on the dad, shows. The, the, yeah. the, 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 the main dad. The, yeah, like Jason Priestley and Doherty's dad. Yeah, Doherty. Okay. And so oh, I'm watching wow. it and like they're he's just sitting at the bar and he has like one line. He's like, hi, Brian. That's it. Right. And he's just like there, like as an, as like a, a high paid extra. Right. You know, like. Yeah. That's my role in the movie, by the way. If I were to be in the movie, that would be me. I would be that guy. See, I think that if, you'd be the EMT guy that gets the drunk girl. Did he have know, more lines? You know what I see you as? I see you as the, the poet, the world's last yuppie poet who reads a poem at the cell block. Wow. Wow. And that that's, is, and that is, that's, that's creative casting, David. One of my creative casting. <laughs> I love it. One of my I would do it. Is, is all, all three, because there's only three of the poems in this fucking thing, make me, it did, from so the poet to the first one that Brian Flanagan did, to the one at the very end, all it yeah. did was make me want to like hunt down the screenwriter and beat him to death. I think. It, well, and let's, let's, let's talk about well, the screenwriter. Well, and let's be honest, that, 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 that last poet, bar poet, that, that thing <laughs> is a total fucking dry run for the Frank Mackey speech in, in, in Magnolia. <laughs> Last barman poet. Give us a kiss, you sexy I see America drinking the fabulous cocktails I make. America's getting stinking on something I stir or shake. The sex on the beach. The schnapps made from peach. The velvet hammer. The Alabama slammer. I make things with juice and froth, the pink squirrel, the three-toed sloth. I make drinks so sweet and snazzy, the iced tea, the kamikaze, the orgasm, the death spasm, the Singapore sling, the ding-a-ling. America, you're just devoted to every flavor I've got. Oh, but if 
if you want to get loaded, why don't you just order a shot? Let's let's be honest about that right now. Let's be honest. Let's let's just throw that out there right now. That was a fucking dry run for Frank Mackey and Magnolia. But go ahead. Yes, let's talk about the the screenwriter. Yeah. So this was written by Haywood Gold, who had adapted it from his novel of the same name. Right, right. Word. But apparently, I've, I've never read the book. Apparently, the book is... <laughs> Can we find the book? Is it on, even on eBay? I'm going to look I, while you talk. Is yeah. it on eBay? Go ahead. But apparently, the book is... It's a much darker story. Like, it's it's very cynical about the bartending business and capitalism, American capitalism, that, that sort of thing. And when this original script came <laughs> along and Brian Brown signed on for it and Kelly Lynch was on for it, they were like, this script is incredible. It's dark. Like, there's rich character shit. It's kind of heavy. But the studio had Tom Cruise, and then I think Disney got a hold of it or some shit. So they mm-hmm. had to do all this reworking to make it more shiny to support Tom's, you know, glowing grin. So they shifted it, and uh, Gould, the writer, was like, you know, I wasn't really happy with it, and it got panned, and I did the best I can, but, like, they made me change all of this shit, and it, so, you know, it went away from the original um, intent of the story. And, you know, when you start writing a script by committee... Well, yeah. studio you know there's it always a, gets kind of watered down and shitty there's a similar of story. course there's a similar story howard zinn and his history the people's history of the united states and he wrote that and they decided to adapt that into a film and they ended up making green book and it just was not what he had in mind <laughs> i'll never watch it so on on amazon the cocktail kindle version is 4.99 <laughs> the heart the, the paperback is $49.98. The hardcover. Uh, I can see that we're all sitting down right now. Yeah. Unless you're uh this uh as David does while running, you should stop and wait a second. The hardcover is $764.08 on Amazon right now. All right. That's well, insane. And I think that might be uh, uh only one residual deck. That well, the writer got. Dear listener, if if you're looking for a gift to get me, as I welcome my second son to the world. Oh yeah, cocktail hardcover. Hardcover. Really, just be amazing. Hardcover. I'll send you the Kindle version. I'll yeah. send you. A, I'll <laughs> send you a bottle of cheap vodka because that's the same thing. Sure. Yeah. You know, that you can twirl in the fucking air. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. No. 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 I read that too. That I mean, he was also really, really. He he fought. Apparently there were like 40 different drafts of this script yeah. before it, it got picked up by Disney. Uh, d- apparently Eisner didn't want Tom Cruise, but then somebody said, yeah, Tom Cruise is interested. And then suddenly Eisner was like, yeah, okay, fine. Sounds good. Yeah. All right, Donnie, I'm um, going to bust you out, Mr. Research. All I want to hear. Yeah, go, go. Because uh, on Sunday, when uh-huh. you were watching it, yeah, you sent me a three-word text. Yeah, I did. And uh, and it, it is three words, each separated by a period. Mm-hmm. And it says that the text is cocktail, period, is, mm-hmm. period, awful. It is. Um, then you said, I haven't seen it in 20 plus years. I was looking forward to it. It's mm-hmm. fucking terrible. So tell yeah. us about why yeah. you think this it's, film is so fucking I mean. Look, unlike a lot of the 80s movies that have this 
kind of um, um, the, 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 the kind of uh, blind forward momentum of capitalism. Um, we could throw out. I don't want to throw anything out because some of them are my uh, companion films, my double feature, whatever you want to call them. Um, unlike some of those movies, there there's really no um, um, there's no catharsis to this movie. I guess in the end, there's no there the, the blind kind of version of like I want this, and it does. I, I, I think Uncle Ron actually sums it up. Uh, uh, Uncle Pat. Uh, it, it, in, in one of his quotes, what is it? Uncle, Uncle, Pat. Uncle Pat. Uncle Pat, sorry. Uncle, Uncle Ron. Ron plays Uncle Pat. Ron, yeah, yeah, sorry. He's just like, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he's just like, life happens to you. Ah, uh, please tell right? um, and, and, and I th- And I think like. You wake like, up one morning with a wife and kids and you say, where do they come from? They weren't here yesterday. That's because all things in life just kind of happen. There you go. That's and that's the quote you're going for. I, yeah. And I and I think there's like some kind of like fatalistic like thread to this movie that mm, yeah, I, I mean that goes that. back to the original the source material that was a darker darker sure. tone, the reality sure. of of life. And I would love to read that version of the movie mm-hmm. where it's not some like young 20 something whippersnapper trying to get to do look, um uh, the movie starts out the same way as uh, Wall Street, in a way. It starts mm-hmm. out the same way as Secret to My Success with fucking yeah. uh, 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 Michael J. Fox. Face? Michael J. Fox, right? Like it, it has that like idealism to it, and then it ultimately it's ends eighties, man. With That's fatalism, like, and it's fucking dark, like I, you know. I, but it doesn't I end say fatalism. Was, he gets the character gets his he he gets his. His prize, he his cocktails and he has and he has changed along the way. Like it is, the character's journey is very clear. Like this is a, if I were an English teacher or a screenwriting teacher, like at a, at the high school level or like a one hundred one level college professor, I would show this film because it's got, um, like it's it's got irony. It sets up irony, like that first conversation he has with Uncle Pat. There's the symbolism right. where Brian is standing up against the fence looking out at New York city and like, he can't get to it. There's a, you know, it's right, like right. cheesy and tacky and like, so on the nose, it's got the foreshadowing with the, all things in life just kind of happen. Um, you know, and there is like clear character arc and problem solution. Like there, the catharsis is he gets cocktails and dreams. And then there's that funny little nugget at the end where, you know, he says to her, I'll never get spooked again. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, spook you and yeah, yeah, like, no way and it's twins. twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? And then yeah. bars open, and then Uncle Pat loses his shit, craps his pants, and dies I of a think, heart attack. Well, you know, and I watch this. I watch this with my wife, who's never seen it before. And you know, what we're watching it. it. She even said she's like, "What's the point? How are you making out with that little blonde chippy? How come I've always got the chippies, and you're always with the princess? Well, that's a question only you can answer." This man's phenomenal. Put him in a room full of women, and he goes to the poorest and the dumbest every single time. <laughs> the man's astounding. His wife parades half naked on the beach, and he thinks she's just there for the sun. My wife does not need other men. You know what they say about sexual vanity in men over 40? It's the first sign of senility. Please try to keep your envy in check. Ooh, envy. <laughs> He's my protege. I taught him all I know. Together with the token might get me on a subway. <laughs> you can only take a guy so far. Then it's a question of biology. Biology is destiny. 
Ah, the old philosopher. <laughs> you see, there are two kinds of people in this world. The workers and the hustlers. The hustlers never work and the workers never hustle. And you, my friend, are a worker. God knows I've tried to beat that instinct out of him, but it's there ingrained in your immigrant blood. Look how tasty your cocktails are. Look how clean you keep your bar. Why, man, you actually take pride in your work. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, sure. she's like, she's like, I got it in the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. Like, I yeah. get it. Like, I, I fucking get it. And I guess my my problem was when I when I texted down, like I really was looking forward because I haven't watched this movie in in uh, Christ, I can't tell you how long. And yeah. you know, I went on eBay when we were talking about it. I bought the fucking DVD. Great, it was like five bucks, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was watching it, and I'm like, yeah, there's just there's something off. There's something off about the rhythms to this movie. And I'm assuming weird. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the editing of the story not necessarily i don't know i've never read the screenplay so i, I have no idea how the the script itself flows the, um but there's the something of off it. about the yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, the pacing of it is, has always bothered me like even in, when i was in I high mean, school that just jump, like that jump to jamaica is like the jump to there's that like the the first part of the movie goes along and that's fine the pacing there is fine right. it's the same right. tone setting and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the one weird scene when he's do- doing like the, the interview montage and his hair is like super feathered and 80 blown, oh, yeah, yeah. 80s, 80s blown back. <laughs> but then there's yeah. like one or two, um, quick scenes where he's clearly got a different haircut. Like it's clearly oh, yeah. like we have to come back and do a retake, which is just funny. But anyway, <laughs> but the pacing, right. when it goes to Jamaica, completely different film, like the pacing is different. The tone is completely different. And then when they go back to New York, it's another tone and pace that even back in new york doesn't match up with the previous new york, new york. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it yeah. is i would argue that the film that has that same sort of and, and this is what i in watching it uh, most recently what i got what i walked with and i don't and i didn't i don't do my research i give shit but what it looked to me like was <laughs> we invited this guy well no yeah it, it what it looked <laughs> to me was that the director had never directed a film but had directed a lot of commercials and there you go. because the way it breaks up is it's in these weird segments that don't quite fit together. They're all short. Like every scene doesn't naturally lead to the next scene. And, and that makes it uncomfortable. Um, and I will also say in my minuses, so I'll get to my pluses because I do have some pluses. Well, I mean, I just before you go on, I, I, I will say I, I have not seen much of Ron, uh, Roger Donaldson's films. Yeah, I never. Um, I, I did see No Way Out, which oh, was wow. the year before Shit. this movie. No he did Dante, he did Dante's right. Peak as well. Well, that was after the yeah. Cadillac yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. he's done a lot of yeah. shit after this. That yeah. is really is uh, it's entertaining shit. But prior to Cocktail, I, I really I, I've never seen Marie. I have no idea what that movie is. Yeah. Uh, the Bounty, apparently, with Anthony Hopkins and Mel Gibson. Wow. Never seen it. Mm, um, yeah. But I did see. Uh, no way out with uh, you know Kevin Costner, your buddy uh, Kevin Costner, and uh, Will Patton, Gene Hackman, Sean Young. It's a solid like eighties fucking political thriller. Yeah, if there's an issue I have with the film, and and it's and this is screenwriter and director, is it feels very much like we've introduced Tom Cruise, and now and, and I, both of you've heard me say this. The reason I'm a bad playwright is because every play I write is basically here's the main character and he's me or she, mm-hmm. and everybody else is there to argue with me so that I can be right. 
You know, it's like, that's what it is. And I think probably the scene that exemplifies that the most, like Tom Cruise is the main character and everybody else is sort of a cookie cutter version of a person there for him to bounce off of. And a great example yeah. of that is the economics teacher. Here's one of my minuses. That right. whole thing, there is no economics teacher in the history. No one is that no, right. thick. And is right. and, and and he's going right. to be faced by fucking. Well, and that's where and that's where I know. Well, the as, only you know, reason that scene exists is so that Tom Cruise can show you how what a rebel he is, and he didn't fit, and so then he goes to you know, and 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 when you look at uh, Doug Coglin, Doug Coglin is sort of a cookie cutter version, because the fact of the matter is the guy he is in the beginning of the movie, and the guy who fucking cuts his throat because he's broke. It's not the same. Spoiler guy. alert! <laughs> it's not the same guy because the Coglin, that character would never. He had so little care for the world, he uh, would kill himself because I disagree. But that's fully disagree. That's character development. Character development. There was all no. It's not character development. He's made it very clear that all he had. He doesn't love his wife. He loves her money. And there are always and there's always another woman with a lot of money. He says it as many times as he can say it. In the first part of the movie. There's always another rich chick. And yeah. the one rich chick he gets, but, he's got all the money. He but I, all the but money. I, no but, way he kill himself. But I believe, I believe the unspoken thing is until you get to a certain age. Yeah. Well, I think pathetic. His suicide letter, that when they meet at the end, and we, we should talk about Doug at this point, I think, because sure, yeah. at, at the end, but if we skip to the end, where he <laughs> is clearly in a bad place, when Brian shows up with that bottle of Louis Trey and you know, because he loses the bet, like, I'll bet you you'll be coming about a bottle of Louis Trey that you'll be begging me for a job in whatever month, right? That's expensive. That's an expensive yeah, whiskey, like a, right? It's like a $500 bottle of... I don't even know. I don't fucking It's know. brown. It's brown. I don't drink it. Brown, what's, the, what's the snifter cognac. shit? What you, is it cognac? Cognac. cognac? cognac? Maybe it's cognac. I don't know. What is it called? I'll, I'll clear it up right now. What is Louis it called? Trey. Louis Trey. Louis Um, But... He's in a cognac. In a brandy. cognac. There you go. Yeah, brandy. There you go. Five hundred dollar bottle of brandy. That's the line. Got it. Um, Coglin's in a clearly a bad place. His wife Kelly or Kelly Lynch. His wife. Kelly uh, Lynch. Uh, <laughs> what's her name in the fucking film? Uh, Carrie. Carrie. Um, she's. You know, I I don't want to say slutting around, but she's like clearly like prowl, prowling for other men at that party. He's you can super tell that like, rich. She can fuck whatever whoever she wants. Well, but like, he's also he's pissed away all of her money. Yeah, and he says, yes. you know, the, the toast that he gives to Brian before he kills himself is, uh, "Luck is gone. The brain is shot. The liquor we still got." Mm-hmm. And it's the first time where he's. You know, he's kind of got this fatalistic approach to or misogynistic, like to women and money. And, you know, it's, it's almost it's not nihilistic, but um, it's it's kind of like, you know, grab grab life by the balls and just fucking go with it. It's he's it's kind of got this positive machismo to him, mm-hmm. except at the end where he's like, no, all we've got is fucking booze. Nothing else fucking matters. I've pissed everything away. I'm such a fucking and idiot. I think that is such and a I'm too old for this shit. Excuse for him to kill himself. I think the only reason he kills himself, at least in this film, is so Brian Flanagan, Tom Cruise's character, can have a moment of epiphany. It's not it's, like 
this is a natural this is a natural part of the story and this just happened this happened specifically so Tom Cruise could look piningly out into the thing and go, my life is not going, it, it's very cookie cutter in my opinion. Yes, and I think it also is, is a way for him to not be prosecuted for ripping Kelly Lynn's characters are off. Yeah. By the way, I just... Right. Like, if you're just thinking, like, storytelling-wise... I will say... I mean, yes, yeah. storytelling-wise, it does propel the, the lead character into whatever box. But legally, himself. like, he kills himself, and he's yeah. not... I don't have to fucking deal with this. That's thing. true. But one of my pluses is absolutely every bikini Kelly Lynch wears, every single one, every moment... How many are there, done? How many are there? <laughs> I think there's two. Maybe three. Just two. No, there's three. There's three. Um, there's okay. she boat. comes down the ladder on the boat. Yeah. And it's oh yeah, like, one and does that even black, does like, even count as uh, a bikini? I don't think. Yeah, so. yeah I don't know. know. I don't know. But one oh, of the things I thought God. was very funny, knowing my, my knowing my particular circumstance in life, just of late, uh, her saying, "Am I supposed? Am I supposed to sleep with the same man?" Well, it, it's called marriage, and I went. Called marriage. I, I, yeah, there you go. That, all right, yeah. Tom Cruise, I'm with you on that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's perfect. Right. It's perfect. great writing. Yeah, yeah, sure. My other two negatives—I'll <laughs> just get get out, get them out of the way. Um, there's more chemistry between Tom Cruise and a bottle than there is between Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue. I mean, I totally get the fact that they're supposed to be together, but when they when they kiss in the pond, which she gives us, she takes her shirt off. There's no. There, well, there's, 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 there's a, there's a bit of behind the scenes that apparently, uh, uh, Tom Cruise was very sick in Jamaica. Apparently, that water was very cold, and neither one of them were having a good time in that water all scene, uh, all supposedly can, based on shit. No that I'm reading, like watching so, brother and sister I, thing. I, and then my uh, other negative fair, negative is fair goddamn basketball shorts. Because I'm telling you, when he's playing basketball, when Tom Cruise oh, oh, the baskets, those fucking shorts are the least flattering goddamn shorts. I mean, you got Tom Cruise as a young man, and he's wearing like it's like a fat girl skort. It's the worst <laughs> thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> But more importantly, he made the shots. He made those the shot. shots are all those are all him making those That's shots. 50 bucks I watched that. I watched that scene and I'm like, he's making those fucking shots. I don't yeah. care. So making the shots. We're watching, watching the shorts. shorts. I'm watching the shots. I don't know. It's a, whatever. All right. All right. Pluses. Pluses. That's it. Oh, pluses. Oh, you no, got pluses. Those are all my minuses. I've said my minuses. Please. Um, oh, well, okay. I think a big plus is Lawrence Luckenbill. I love him. The hell you say? Oh, the hell yeah. you say? The hell I you love say? Him yeah. as, the dad, as the dad, I love him. He is a gym. I love him in anything he does. There's just something he plays that role so perfectly, and yet you kind of get where he's coming from. And I was like, "That's that that that's cool." Yeah, that's that a, that's a fun scene with their dad for those two scenes. And I also love like to talk about that scene for a minute, Brian. Tom, Tom Cruise's character, Brian Flanagan, has like this, <laughs> this go-to fight move where he kicks the person in the butt. Yeah. And he does this twice. The, the, art, the, the art gallery scene is yeah. oh. maybe my, one of my favorite movies because he's the drunk and he's pissed and he's taking the piss one. out of the artist. 
It's a good one. And he's like, tell yeah. me something. How'd you get the cockroach to stand still? <laughs> just, <laughs> just being an asshole. And then like right. kicks him in the butt into his own sculpture, then kicks the security guy at yep. um, Jordan's Park West apartment or the fuck it is. Kicks mm. him in the butt. Like, it's just like this really funny, like, it almost has to happen a third time for the rule of threes to like yeah. make it 100% perfect. But it just, I just love that. That's like his, that's how he fights with people. He kicks him in the butt. There's, there's something about oh, God, yeah, plus the what, and, and we're going to test David. What's the name of the song that we see Brian, really the only coordinated choreographed bottle swinging. We're making drinks in the bar, in the bar in New York. What's the name of the song that they are doing that to? It's the first choreographed bottle twist and flip, and they're flipping back and forth. Hippie, hippie, shake. There you go. All right, you got it right. I think that is a plus. Of course I got it right. Because that is a great moment. It's well choreographed. I wanted more of that in the wow. film. Well, but here's the thing. If we're going to talk about like really? how absurd it is that, that Douglas Coughlin could have killed himself at the end, let's talk about how absurd it is that here's a crowded bar in <laughs> Manhattan and yeah. these two idiots are throwing bottles around taking like, just give me my fucking drink already. You're taking 10 minutes. What a show, but dude, I'm trying to get well, late except, over here. Except well, I had a hard except, day at work. Give except, me my, and then, and then at this, at the cell block, when they like stop everything for a fucking, at this huge loud nightclub. Poet, poet slam. Right. No fucking way. That's what's except, unbelievable to me. Except in this day and age, People will go to a hipster fucking bar and wait 15 minutes uh, for their fucking muddled, fucking yeah. stupid bullshit drink. I would yeah. rather watch Bottles Flip. They were paying for the show. I'd rather watch Juggling. And then my last, cool. plus, my last plus, and it is, I love Kelly Lynch. I mean, I, I got a crush on Elizabeth Shue, no question. I could look at Kelly Lynch just being sexy and half naked all day long. But I'm telling you, she didn't have a lot of scenes, but Gina Gershon, shines. Oh! she shines. And the, yeah. sex, oh. the sex scene between she and Tom Flatt, oh. this is what I think is interesting, is there is that playfulness. It's like when he mm -hmm. had, the, it, it's almost sexless. It's almost like kids playing. But oh. his sex scene with Gina Gershon, while it's still super playful and goofy, still feels hot. hot. It feels hot. Like there, there's there's hot. chemistry there. It's hot. But Gina Gershon is this is Betty and Veronica. Gina Gershon is the Oof. smoke show. Oh, she's oh, yeah. the girl next Oof. door. You know, that's Oof. favorite part. Favorite part Oof. of the yeah. Oof. We we will cover bound at some point. The oh, yeah, Wachowski yeah, sure. at the time the Wachowski. Well, we'll we're gonna with the showgirl at some point. Called the Wachowski. Because I like oh my god, yeah. That's one of my favorites. That movie is horrible. Oh, but it's one of my favorite shit shows. It's just it's such a train wreck. All right, so what is a, movie is a train wreck? Right? Yeah, I will give my complimentary out just when it's like like in, 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 wow. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Do we have to talk about okay Coughlin's yeah. laws? Oh yeah, don't we? Sorry, because that's yeah. the big thing yes, for we, me. Is yes, we when I yes, we when I fell into this movie yes, and we fell do. in love with this movie. I loved the 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 philosophy around it. The Tau, you know, the Tau, the, the Tau of, of Coglin, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. we, were, you know, you guys were talking about this on the Roadhouse mm -hmm. uh, episode, and I was listening to that, and the whole time I'm thinking about this show in preparation for this, show, I'm like, oh my god, they're like the same movie. Like, it's Roadhouse. I think it's a better, it's a better film. There's better chemistry throughout, but there's that that level of 
Did you know the David philosophy that comes through? There's in cocktail that didn't even have a line. Who? Keith David. He was in Roadhouse no. and didn't have a line. Andrew Shue was in Cocktail and didn't have a line. Thank you. Very Where much, is Andrew Shue in that film? Apparently, he is at the he is in the uh, the scene at the very end where they're all gathered in in uh, Flanagan's oh, cocktails, cocktails and dreams. dreams. Oh, okay, he's somewhere in that fucking scene. Okay, I have no I'll, idea, to, but I'll to look closer. Yes, I didn't zoom in. What were his so, laws? Coglin's laws. Uh, let's yep. run through them really quickly here. There are two kinds of people in this world: the hustlers and the workers. The hustlers never work, and the workers never hustle. Beer is for breakfast around here. Drink or be gone. Never show surprise, never lose your cool. Never tell tales about a woman, no matter how far she is, she'll hear you. Uh, let's see. I don't care how liberated this world becomes. A man will always be judged by the amount of alcohol he can consume, and a woman will be impressed whether she likes it or not. Uh, and then, so here's my point about like Doug's, like all of Coughlin's laws and then his suicide at the end. Mm -hmm. So in his suicide, mm -hmm. this is where it shows the depths of his, of his character shallowness. He says... <laughs> Coglin's law, bury the dead. They stink up the joint. As for the rest of Coglin's laws, ignore them. The guy was always full of shit. That is poetry to me because the whole time he was just putting up this front because he was a miserable, broken, shallow TGI Friday's fucking bartender. Which exactly that's what the novel supposedly was about, right? Before yeah. they changed it. To right. focus on Tom Cruise's hot shot fucking character, totally. right? Yep. So I would, I would much have preferred see that movie, the Brian Brown story, the, the Douglas Coughlin story. Yes, yeah. I would have much preferred see that fucking movie yeah. than what we got with Cocktail. And I will just tell you, honestly, and, I will tell yeah. you and, and this, and this, this does segue because a better one of the things, and I know everybody's got a different take on it, but I watched, I did this the same night. I watched Cocktail. I was still up, and I thought. Wow, when did when did when did Tom Cruise do the Color of Money? And it was two years before his eighty six because it's the same yeah. story. Here's a flaky kid. Oh, I mean, no, no, I mean it's similar. It's, it's, not, it's no, 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 it's not. I'm not go, 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 Story. Go, 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 I said it's go, the same go, basic. Go. It's Tom Cruise as a young guy up and coming. Finds everything's a the same basic fucking story by that rationale. An older mentor who gives him rules on how to proceed. What is nice about Color of Money is it is about Coughlin. It is about Eddie Fast Eddie Felson because that's the movie you wanted to see with Coughlin. It's not here's Fast Eddie Felson giving him rules and then killing himself for a bad reason and then Tom Cruise excelling. It's really about Tom Cruise coming in, Vincent. And, and, and being educated by a much older, much wiser man who's at the end, who's had some, you know, we, if you've seen The Hustler, you know. The, the, what, this, yeah, okay. So the, I watched that. The, the, the other one I watched, the, the other one I watched, yep. Rain Man. And arguably, I'd say Rain Man is the same story. Here is a money-obsessed fucking young Tom Cruise. He encounters an older man who happens to be autistic. And he learns about himself through the strange rules that he is taught from uh, Raymond. And, and those three films, I thought, were a perfect night of Tom Cruise with older guys trying to train him to be a human. And then him, e either in the case of Cocktail and Rain Man, becoming a better person 
or in the case of Color of Money, becoming a complete scumbag. I, I'll agree with you in that they uh, were helping Tom Cruise become a better fucking actor, period. Well, yeah, that too. I'm pretty That's sure what I'll say. Brown, I, I don't think, Brown, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think Color of Money, I, I, I appreciate how you're, you're doing it. Uh, I think Color of Money is, it's more of a, it's, it's the same fucking storyline as The Hustler just rejiggered in a, a beautiful, brilliant fucking way. Which is um, the story so I don't think that's uh, cocktail. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll let you have it. Go ahead. Anyway, moving on. Are we moving on to companion pieces now? That's what is I that the segue? Just did, that's the segue. I, that, David, yeah. David, what are your what are your companion? If you were to do a double feature or triple feature with this movie, with cocktail, what, what, what would you do? Well, what I you think got? I would have to do it would have to be Tom Cruise films. Yeah, you know, okay. So okay. not to disappoint my mother wow. and my brother who wow. thinks that I'm gay. Okay. Um, but I would try and break it up. Like cocktail was started off with young Tom Cruise, just mm-hmm. his smile. Like that's all it is. Like that's what this film is. I mean, t- sort of to your point, Don, like everybody is there to serve Tom Cruise's smile. That's, yeah, yeah. And that's I, fair. Fine. That's I mean, this, that's fair. this was, this became a vehicle for Tom. I mean, that's, that's why they rejiggered it the way they did. Yeah. Was, yeah. You know, so yeah. there's that Tom Cruise. Then I would go probably to Vanilla Sky for like weirder Tom Cruise, try, like more adult Tom Cruise trying to do some weirder artsy shit. Great film. Um, twisted, dark, His hopeful and sad. Right. and it's, it's crazy and wild. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, then, <laughs> and then I might do either I would do. Yeah, shit. All right, I'm gonna do four movies. Okay, yeah, this go, is a long night go, for me. Go. I'm gonna do one of the Mission Impossible's next. I don't know which one yet. You gotta, know which you one. gotta be the first one. Because that's Robert Town. Robert Town, baby. Robert Town. Robert Town. Brian Palma. Brian De Palma. Come on. No, yeah. Come do on. it. Do the first. One. Do the I think first like the, one, the third one I really like. The third one is the J.J. Abrams one with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Very Philip good. Hoffman. Hoffman is great. It's Very fine. Good. Yes. I, yes. Or maybe Second Ghost Protocol. That one was good. Do, do the first. Do the first one. Yeah. Do the first do one. John Woo. Do the first one. Right. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I just. But that first one is just it's so you, good. What, it, what I love about the. I'm just getting off on the subject, but on the mission it sets up everything else. By the way, what I love about yeah. possible movies. The reason the first one is my favorite is because it is the one that is that adheres the closest to the source material, which was that's true. Show. Yeah. And then yeah. after that, it becomes a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. Because Ethan Hunt, while he was important, was not the main, main, you know, it's like that, that's the thing. And, right. and so it, then it became, okay, this is Ethan Hunt's story. It's not about the, the Mission Impossible team and, and that kind of thing. It's now about him. It was so good. And the first yeah, one was so I just think it's, I, and I love all of those Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. But the first one's the way to go. All right, go. What else? Yeah. What else? Yeah. What's Mission your fourth Fox? one? So then, it's either Magnolia to oh, go like back to like weird Tom Cruise, or God, he's so good in that movie. Or I would do Tropic Thunder. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or like quite brilliant, for, like s- like secret sneaky Tom Cruise in a small part that it that just that just. Which apparently didn't even exist. Which apparently didn't even exist in the script. Yeah, uh, Ben Stiller. Like they had a meeting, and like Cruz was like crazy about this movie, and like 
kind of pitched Ben Stiller to kind of create this character. And you know how he created From what I've read, that's fucking brilliant. How the character got kills it. Was he was like, yeah, I'll do it, but I have to have really big hands. That's how the, the, the that was his, I, I, I watched an interview. He went and, with he and Ben Stiller and that was what he did is he said, I just, I've got this move I want to do. And in order to do it, I have to have really big hands. And they started at the hands, made the huge sausage fingers, and then the rest of it just kind of created. My favorite thing about that character is, I think it was an MTV Music Awards, when he came out and did a full number with Beyonce as that character. Oh, wow. Did he really? Oh, yeah, that's so funny. So He's funny. Yeah, I, mean, I want to get like the cross-section of Tom Cruise, get all my Tom Cruise in, sure. and all, all Aaron. And I'll say this about him. He has this intensity to him. There's something about Cocktail that kind of highlights this, this boy next door with intensity, mm-hmm. which I think, I think this is maybe the first time we saw him have that kind of dichotomy mm-hmm. in film. Okay. Um, and, and he, he also has that in life. Let's be honest. Like we've all seen the interviews where he challenges a fucking reporter on the yeah. Scientology shit or asking me about Nicole Kidman or whatever the fuck. But he also has that fucking boy next door. I'm a fucking movie star shit, which we yeah. all fucking, the three of us at least are fucking I love it. renowned. I love it too. I love it too. So yeah, there's something about cocktail where it's like, this is kind of the, 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 the inception of, of that kind of dichotomy that we're going to get later in, in, in filmmaking. So you guys went, you went, Don went with, Don Hall with uh, Don the went mentor, with the Tom Cruise with mentors. Yeah, that was my my angle. David went with just Tom Cruise feature. All right, I'm going to go with uh, 1987's Wall Street as okay. my first one. Yeah, that's simple. It's easy enough. Like young American guy comes capitalism. to the city, wants to fucking make a capitalism movie. Sure. Yeah. My yeah. second one is an older on Yeah, also older mentor. Sure. My second one is uh, Tequila Sunrise. Only because it's one of the very few movies uh, named after a fucking cocktail, right? All right. Also <laughs> released in 1988, it is a uh, uh, in a seaside California town. That's best friends, Mac than, uh, and is that, is that- are on opposite sides of the. Mac is a former drug dealer trying to clean up his act, while Nick is a high profile detective trying to take down a Mexican drug lord named Carlos. Yes, this is uh, written and directed by Robert Town. Starry Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell, Michelle Pfeiffer, Raul Julia. Michelle okay. Pfeiffer. So we're gonna go with David. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go two more. Uh, the Lost Weekend. It's a horror story about alcoholism, yeah. right? Ray Milan. I mean, right? Yeah. And then pursuant to the '80s, if you're not gonna have cocktails, you're gonna do Blow from 2001, starring Johnny Depp, directed by Ted Demi. Very so, well, very well go. done. Very, very there you good. go. That was that was good. Uh, word, word. Yeah. All right. Well, David, this was your film. Give us the last word on cocktail. We hope that everybody listening decides that from the conversation that they should watch it. So why should they watch cocktail? I mean, let's be honest. It's not a masterpiece. This is not a great American film. It is a fun, goofy, lighthearted. Uh, movie. I'm not going to call it a film. Uh, that is, it's entertaining and it's charming and it's it's stupid and it's and it's funny and uh, and it's 
it's it's escape. It is true escapism. Like, look, man, a little bit of charm, a little bit of confidence. You get the girl no matter what. You go kick her dad's bodyguard in the butt and everything's great. Yeah, your best friend killed himself. But you know what? You got your weird shopping mall franchise bars where you're having your wedding that you're also he, working at hold on. whatever Which dude also he made it happen he his made his business, dreams happen and his business plan fuck that college professor because his business plan was not yeah. wrong tgi nope. fridays applebee's etc etc bennigan's okay anyway, that's the other ahead, thing sorry. it's like is the the economics teacher shits on that idea of franchising a bar it happened while they feature tgi fridays which is as, franchising a bar yeah yeah yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. Like I said, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, absolutely, everybody should watch. Um, and uh, and Donnie, our next I like to watch gets to be my choice. Yeah, and it will be Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, fucking needless foreman! Right. Well, I was I'm hoping down. you would say wolf. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> David, thank you for joining us for an I Like to Watch. I appreciate that. I thank you guys for having me, but I I have to ask. Can I I, I ask you, what other shitty movie are you going to invite us to do next? From Justin to Kelly. (laughs) No, fuck you. You're not invited back. I won't do that to you. You're not invited back. Fuck you. Goodbye. I won't do that to you. I I do want to know, like, did this discussion at all take some of the stink off of the film for you, Donnie? No, I have uh, very fond memories of the film. I mean, I, I also had the cassette tape, you know, it was one of yeah. the, the, I had that, I had the Untouchables cassette tape. I had a Tina Turner fucking, I don't even remember what the name of the album was. I had like five cassette tapes when I was a kid. Cassette tapes when I was a right? kid were like Hot Wheels cars. Like they just kind of yeah. appeared. Right, <laughs> right. Just like so I had, I had Cocktail. And like, yeah, I fucking knew the whole thing. So like I had fond memories of it, but like, now, after like having fucking been in movies, written some unproduced shit, seen a billion movies that are far better than Cocktail, I was looking forward to revisiting Cocktail. And that's why I texted Don and was like, holy shit, this fucking thing sucks. Or whatever was, the fuck I said. And let's be honest, that was the same reaction uh, when we watched The Last Dragon. Um, which Donnie picked. <laughs> and, uh, and what sucks about and we, we can cut all of this later, but what sucks yeah. about that is like we we should have done in retrospect, we should have done a movie that we both watched already. We should have done Three Amigos, for instance, right? We should have done Heat or something, for instance, yeah. where we both saw the movie, we both loved the movie, and we could just talk about it while the movie's going on. Yeah. yeah. In retrospect, that's what we should have fucking done. Well, we'll do it next time that the, way. It was an yeah, experiment. Yeah. It was an experiment. Yeah. yeah like our eighth yeah, episode. I, so it, it's fine. We're just going to keep, uh, we'll keep doing our, our shtick. And, have, we, uh, have you guys talked about um, Big Trouble in Little China? Uh, yeah. No, it's on the list. No, it's okay. on the list. Because I would list. love to be invited to that. Okay. And then that. the three of us Done. can just gush all over it. Yeah, we will just jerk off. It'll just be a. Done. No, Another fucking, one I love that movie. I do too. That might be kind of a shitty movie, but has really fond memories. And I loved it as a kid. And it was always on. It was like on WGN Saturdays. It would be like Big Trouble in Little China. And then The mm-hmm. Heavenly Kid. Oh, God. Yes. Do you guys mm-hmm. remember The Heavenly Kid? The Heavenly Kid. Yeah, I do. I do I not. Find that and watch it and see if it's any good. I remember movie. loving it's it. It's silly, but it's a really fun little movie. Yeah. See, yeah. I, was, I don't know. 
The Last Starfighter? Last Starfighter, okay, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Uh, vaguely. Robert Preston, Robert Preston is an alien, yeah. the kid that's no. a video game player. I love that one. I love uh, the, oh, what's the one? What's the one with Jennifer Connelly and it's, and uh, shit. Oh, fuck. It's the, the Rocketeer. I love the Rocketeer. Rocketeers. I didn't, I didn't like that. I love I to watch that. that again. I thought it was very boring. Timothy Dalton is the bad guy in that. Exactly. One. Timothy Dalton's the, the bad guy. The, the shittiest love... James Bond. Yeah. Shittiest yeah. James Bond. Yeah. 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 He was the shittiest James Bond. I think he Who was... was the shittiest James Bond then? Well, I don't think there is a shitty James Bond. Let's put it that way. Okay. Because don't say George Lazenby because I, I just fucking watched it. And George Lazenby was outstanding. He was fine. One movie and he was outstanding. Uh, I thought it was well, good. The, the, the movie was good. Telly Savalas as, as Blofeld was not a good choice. The story of the movie is good. I don't think Lazenby was very good. I think Timothy yeah. Dalton was would have been a very good Bond if he hadn't been caught right at the intersection. Because that's the thing that was so interesting about those three movies that Dalton did was you had just gotten done with the Roger Moore, which was all... She, you know, you, Sean Connery is. I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna fight you. Only, 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 only two movies. They, yeah, but then you have Roger Moore, which is. I'm gonna be cheeky, but I'm gonna talk about your pussy, but in a different way. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it your love muffin, and I'm gonna do it. I'm so cute. So you have that kind of overt sexuality. Well, then you get then you get to the Timothy Dalton things, and it's all of a sudden he can't be a womanizer. And so those films are problematic because he's he he is a he is a he is he's a little clipped. Well, that's what he's all said. Yeah, yeah. It's fun because they suddenly took. It's sort of like if you said, "Well, okay, we're going to do a Superman movie, except bullets yeah, fly." Here's his, oh. you know, like, like, we're going to take away his superpowers. One of the James Bond superpowers is the fact that he bends women. Indiscriminately, and then shoots him in the face. That's why he's you all, done. Come you, on, you also have you also have James Bond working with the Mujahideen. Yeah, see, you know, and then problematic. I still think the best James Bond really is um, uh, Daniel Craig, but the reason I think it is is because instead of episodic, episodic, episodic. It's one full story it's the whole way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree. One, I don't disagree. I think this last one. I loved it. I, I loved it. Fucking brilliant. Made me cry at the end. I did not like it the first time I watched it. I actually paid. It was one of the first things I paid for on Amazon for okay. like was it like twenty dollars or whatever. The theater, yeah. Right when it well when it comes out on Amazon, it's like twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was one of the first things I paid that amount of money for on Amazon. And I really did not like it the first time I watched it. And then I watched it three more times. And Mimi even asked, she's like, why the fuck are you watching this again? And I'm like, because I want to know why I, why didn't I don't like, like it. it. Yep. Yeah. And you liked it. And by the end of it. Oh, no, I fucking dig the shit out of it. I, I love it. Really? I love it. I love it. There are a lot of there are a lot in that last movie. There are a lot of um, little nuggets of things that happened in the previous James Bond films yeah. that no one would ever know. They don't watch the previous James Bond films. Yeah, yeah. Um, the song about so um, smart. Uh, we, 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 we have all the time in the world. Yeah. That, is a, that is a quote that, that Roger Moore gives to his wife's grave 
in yes. the first Roger Moore James Bond. Ooh. I mean, there's like there are like little yeah. fucking nuggets throughout that whole last movie. I agree. It's outstanding. I I love that movie. It's, it yeah. it really is great. And yes, da- Daniel Craig I think is the best. I, God, James I think he's so. great. And I, I think Harry Styles will be the best James Bond. I actually, I fuck you. you.